You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. I am the St. Louis Cardinals mega fan, your host for the show, Lucas Smith. Today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and join me whenever I'm on. If you get in on the action, Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. I'm on, I'll be on actually in a couple, about an hour after this show is posted. Uh, but I'll, I also tweet out whenever I, whenever I go on and on the Instagram page as well. So keep your eyes open for that. But nevertheless, we've got real baseball to talk about. Not spring training, not what-ifs, not futures. Baseball that matters has happened in 2021 opening day. That's right. Cardinals have an opening day. It's an opening day win, 11-6. The final Cardinals burst open for a six-run first inning, a four-run fourth throw, and a one-run second for the 11 runs. There, there's not much else to, to say that, that that was negative. There, there is not much to say that's negative. Cardinals really had a dream start to their season. A lot of things went well for St. Louis. There there were a handful of negatives here, mixed in here and there. No baseball game is perfect, and I understand that. But if you would have told me the Cardinals were going to bust open with an 11-6 to um, win against the Reds, I probably, probably wouldn't have believed you, to be quite frank. But nevertheless, the Cardinal offense answered a lot of doubters. Been seeing a lot of projections recently, a lot of people talking, and you know they're not really serious about the Cardinal offense. And today, that you know, they proved the, the doubters wrong a little bit. I mean, not a little bit. They, they proved them wrong a lot today, at least. And I understand. I'm, I'm going to preface this right now. This is a long, long, long season. 162 is something that we have not experienced since 2019. Now, granted, I'm not saying that we're oblivious to this fact, but I do want to remind everybody to not get our hopes up too high for this long of a season. I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer. I'm going to talk a lot of positive baseball today, a lot of positive Cardinals today. But I do just want to make sure everybody keeps in the back of their head that this is April 1st, and we we got to make it to October, especially the, the Cardinal Nation we got going on here. Cardinals got to make it to October. That's the goal. That's the expectation. That's the minimum is making it to October, and it all starts today, and they, they got off on the right foot with 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 the offense specifically. And I'll, I'll talk about Flaherty's performance in a little bit, but holy cow, did Paul Goldschmidt hit the ball hard today. To be specific, he hit the ball over 100 miles an hour every single time it came up to the plate because he had the – First inning double off of Luis Castillo. That was almost a home run. Oh, so close um, to to a home run. Just um, I thought it was. I was super excited, but nevertheless, 103 miles an hour off the bat there. Had a single in the second inning for 105 miles an hour. Single in the fourth for 109 miles an hour off the bat. 102 miles an hour off the bat for a ground out in the sixth. And then 103 mile an hour double in the uh, last inning there, or second, in the eighth inning there, excuse me. Um, no, that was the ninth inning. Ninth, ninth inning with the double. So Paul Goldschmidt seems locked in. I feel like sometimes whenever he swings the bat, he is swinging. He's just a mammoth of a man. He's swinging a, a toothpick up there, and somehow he's able to to whack it. I feel like Dan McLaughlin, the commentator on Bali Sports Bed West, just you know 
always talks about, and not always talks about, I feel like whenever Goldschmidt hits one, he says, wax it somewhere. Literally, it looks like Goldschmidt's just throwing the bat to the ball, and it is, it's making contact, and he's hitting the ball hard. His OPS starts off at a cool 2,000 for Paul Goldschmidt. That's not a number that he will carry the entire year, and that's obvious, but tell you what, he, he is legit. He, he seemed to be locked in. And I think that if Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Auto are locked in, then that's huge. And I'm going to address something because I talked a lot about how I was hesitant for Paul Goldschmidt batting second, but he seems to not only like it there, be comfortable there, but he's going to produce there. And if Nolan Arenado, you know, for argument's sake, if he's able to get more opportunities with runners in scoring position or even runners on base, then I think that that's a win. I mean, statistically speaking, it's probably going to, going to end up being that way. Because assuming, let, let, let's just say, you know, obviously he got the double, but let's just say the Cardinals will go 1-2-3 in the first inning, then Arenado hits a line drive up the middle in the second inning. That doesn't do any good. But if Goldschmidt's on second base, then that's probably a run. Right? Especially if Jonathan India doesn't make a diving stop up the middle to rob Nolan Arenado of his first Cardinal RBI, which he ended up getting a little later on. But also the two big story marks storylines for me were Dylan Carlson and Tyler O'Neill. Dylan Carlson, yes, struck out two other times. Um, that that's going to happen, and, and you know, but for for him to get off on the right foot, I think it's imperative, for, especially for guys like Dylan Carlson, for guys like Tyler O'Neill, who might be feeling the pressure a little bit. Getting off on hot starts are key, and they're not off to hot starts yet. This is one game. A hot streak starts after you start doing this for three, four, five, six, seven games, but you always got to start somewhere. So this this one game for O'Neill and for Carlson is huge, and O'Neill he also struck out on a pitch later on. But I've said before, I don't I, we don't need the Cardinals don't need O'Neill to hit 270. They don't need him to hit 280. They need him to hit 250, 260 with 25 to 30 home runs, because that would be a win. That would be an absolute win for St. Louis if if they're able to do that. Or I'm sorry, if O'Neill is able to do that, because then you're getting major production. Because average is average. It's 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 not the the biggest stat that it used to be, but if O'Neill's able to get that twenty five to thirty home run mark, that that's a big win for St. Louis. It's all about getting wins, and it's all about making these question marks in the Cardinal lineup no longer question marks. And Dylan Carlson off to a hot start. I, I tweeted this out, or the locked on account tweeted this out that after Key Brian Hayes hit a home run against Chicago, Carlson said, "Hold my beer, I'll do you one better." Key Brian, you got a two-run shot. Carlson answered with a three-run shot off the foul pole. Big, big time for this um, for for this offense. Big time for this offense. Even Justin Williams, who was over, he and Yadier Molina were the two offers in the Cardinal lineup. Both had a hard-hit baseballs, according to Baseball Savant. Baseballs, I believe that's ninety-eight miles an hour uh, and above. I could be wrong. Um. But nothing, really nothing but positives for me from the offensive side of the baseball. Super, super exciting start to the year. Super happy to have baseball back. It's, it's a blast to be able to watch baseball that counts. And, you know, I'm blessed enough to watch it. I know a lot of, a lot of us can't watch it. I got a couple of DMs today saying, hey, how are you watching? Hey, how, how can I listen? Things like that. Gave my best advice. And Listen to the radio. Uh, you can listen on on the TuneIn app. I believe you can get something there. My family just switched to AT and T TV to to get the station along with Marquee, which is the station that uh, carries the Cubs because my twin brother is a Cubs fan. Um, so that's what we we've been able to do. But I went on a rant with Gabrielle Starr and locked on Red Sox the other day about how 
annoying it is that baseball is so hard to watch. But that's a discussion for another time because Cardinals have a baseball win, and then we're here to talk about that. So that's the offensive side of things. Definitely think that there are some high, high, high positives um, for this Cardinal offense. And the pitching staff, outside of the starter, also looked really good, and I'll be talking about that coming up here in just a moment. As mentioned at the top, this episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Locker Room is the first social media platform made for sports fans specifically. The app is free to download, and once you join, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. I'll be hosting teams for the Locked On Cardinals once a week. Yes, you can finally join in on the conversation that you listen to here every day. You'll find fans just like you on Locker Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and, of course, reacting to big news or even just rumors. You have the chance to sit with me and my team had a chance to be featured on the Locked On Cardinals podcast through our Locker Room conversations. Whenever you guys jump on, I always encourage you to request to speak or throw it in the chat that you want to speak, and you can be featured right here. So go download the free Locker Room app, now currently available on iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the MLB group for the latest league updates. Follow me at LJ Fastball to be notified when my room goes live. I know you won't want to miss it. Can't wait to hear everyone's thoughts on the Cardinals, and I will be sure to see you there. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Head over to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Head over to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Be sure to write Locked On in their Had You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com So the Cardinals win 11-6 and that. Giving up six runs is, is probably not ideal for St. Louis. Um, Jack Flaherty did not pitch well, so I'll be talking about my thoughts on him. But before I do want to tell you about Locked On today, you get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport. Follow Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Final line on Flaherty. Four and a third, six hits, six earned, two walks, four punch outs, two home runs, gave up five hard hit baseballs. ERA starts at a crisp 12.46. Yikes. Um, definitely not the way Jack Flaherty or anybody wants to start a season, especially somebody who's looking to rebound after a bit of a struggle um, in 2020. A bit. He had the one blow up start against Milwaukee that made his numbers look a little worse than they were or made the numbers look a little worse than he actually pitched. Um, I think t- yesterday, or today rather, Thursday, I'm releasing this on Thursday, might be a little bit of the same thing. I thought that um, he definitely um, had some moments where he pitched really well. I think that he he had some moments where his, his slider was there, his fastball was there. He just, I thought he left a, a couple pitches out over the plate. 
The Castellanos home run, I thought that was legit. I thought that he was able to get his hands in on an inside fastball. Nothing that he could do about it um, in terms of Jack Flaherty, but you know he's probably going to say that he pitched horribly because of the, the results and everything like that, but I really did. I thought that there were a couple of calls that could have gone his way, and again, not to make too many excuses, but I'm, I'm not abandoning ship on Jack Flaherty, and I don't think anybody else is, but there, there's a key here to, to not get too high. I know I just spent 10 minutes raving about the offense, but there's a key here to not get too high or get too low following these games, especially following these early season games. Yes, every win, every loss matters, but you have to realize that this is a long season and Flaherty has the ability to correct himself. We saw that in 2019. First half was if he goes into the second half by throwing an almost no-hitter against the San Francisco Giants, and we all know what happened in the second half of 2019. So Flaherty has shown the ability to correct himself, and I truly believe that if 2020 were a full season, he would have ended up correcting himself out. We also saw this in spring training, where the latter his starts later in spring training were better. So Flaherty has this history of correcting himself throughout the season, and I am not too concerned, especially because the stuff that I saw out of Jack Flaherty today was still decently impressive. He just wasn't able to execute all the way, and he, he got hit. But I'm not worried about Flaherty long-term. I still think he has the capability to be one of the best um, one of the best pitchers in the game. I think he is one of the best pitchers in the game. But, um, yeah, just one of those rough starts, and even the best pitchers in the game have tough starts. And this was just one of them for Flaherty. But he, he talked a lot about pregame, and he talks a lot about it in general, of the ability to execute and the, the necessity to execute. He had a quote today that, that said, once the ball's out of my hand, there's really nothing I can do. And that, that's, that's a totally fair mindset because once the ball is released, you follow through, and then you're pretty much at the mercy of the hitter, and you're at the mercy of the fielders behind you. Flaherty's got some great fielding behind him. But at the same time, he also is going to be facing some great hitters, and he's not always going to be able to execute to his, his capability. And that, that's just human, human error. To human is to error, right? So I, I think that Flaherty is just going to correct himself over the course of the season. When he exited today, Mike Schilt brought in when I, who I think, someone who I think, A, number one, gets hated on way too much, and B, number two, looks almost exactly like Mike Schilt. The, the resemblance between Tyler Webb and Mike Schilt is uncanny to me. I'm just going to say that. Comes in, gives up a sacrifice fly, but doesn't give up any other damage. Ryan Helsley struggles through an inning by giving up three hits, gets a punch out, no earned runs. Henderson Cabrera gets a pop-up, walks two men, bad control, stuff was all over the place, gets out of the out of the jam. Giovanni Gallegos probably looked the sharpest of any of them, striking out two in his scoreless inning of work. Alex Reyes comes in and gives up a hit and a walk and a punch out to end the game. Super, super electric stuff still for Alex Reyes. But if the bullpen is able to do this on an off night, on a night where their stuff overall probably wasn't where it's going to be normally, that says a lot about this bullpen. Because the bullpen on Thursday night on opening day did not look as good as they could have, and they still did not give up an earned run. That speaks to the ability of this bullpen to get out. I think that this bullpen is underrated. This bullpen is going to get out this season, period. This bullpen is going to be good. This bullpen is going to surprise people. Like I mentioned, the guys did not have their best stuff on Thursday and still were able to get a ton of outs. All the outs they needed to get, as a matter of fact. 
I'm really, I say this a lot, I don't mean to beat a dead horse, but I'm really high on this bullpen. And yesterday, or Thursday, was an exhibit A of that. Even on a day when their stuff wasn't as electric as it could be, they still got the job done. Big time stuff from the Cardinal bullpen. Really impressed with what I saw from them. There's really not much other ways to put it. They were aided, of course, by some blundering of base running in the 6th or 7th inning when there was a line drive to left field. O'Neill caught it, and for some reason, I think it was Stevenson, forgot how to play baseball, forgot what he was doing, forgot how many outs there are, misread the baseball, whatever it was, got doubled off on what should have been a run-scoring sacrifice fly, ended up being a double play to end the inning, and the Reds get nothing. Huge momentum switch. Huge momentum swing. All about momentum. That was a huge momentum shift to the Cardinals. Huge. After that point, I was pretty confident in the fact that the Cardinals were going to get the job done. But that red that red lineup is no joke. I'm telling you that right now. They're never really out of a game until the, until the game's over. I'll tell you that right now. Definitely think that this Reds lineup is can be scary when they're going right. Um, but the Cardinal pitching staff was able to shut them down for the most part, especially Webb, Helsley, Cabrera, Gallegos, and Reyes. Big-time win for St. Louis. Big-time win for the bullpen. And now the Cardinals move into an off day on Friday, which is super bizarre. Uh, but an off day Friday, um, and, the, and then they finish up on Sunday. So I'll be talking about... Um, the rest of the series coming up after this short break and uh, previewing some other content as well. So um, be sure to listen to the word from wonderful sponsors and then tune in to the rest of the show. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football is over, but the college basketball March Madness is wrapping up as well. NBA, NHL, and now MLB are in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They have real time updated odds on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds that you need to know. It's the one place we trust here at the Locked On Podcast Network. It's the best way to place your bets, and best of all, it's free to sign up. Head over to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code LOCKED ON. Again, Locked On gets you a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. We've been telling you about the Built Bar, the best-tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing-tasting protein bar with 100%, that's right, 100% chocolate on all bars. Now is the time to find out which Built Bar is best. It is Built Bar Madness, and we have ourselves a dandy of a championship in the Built Bar bracket. Cookie Dough Chunk versus Coconut Brownie Chunk, and these are two great ones. I've had both of them, and I still don't know which one I'm going to vote for. I'm leaning towards Cookie Dough Chunk, but Coconut Brownie Chunk is right up there. Head over to BuiltBar.com or at Bar underscore Built on Twitter to vote. There's still time. And remember to use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15, LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com and check back to see who won the matchup today and who became the best-tasting protein bar. 
So the rest of the series for St. Louis, for some reason, does not start on Friday. It does not start on April the 2nd, but it actually concludes, or starts rather, on Saturday, April the 3rd. Um, so we have an off day Friday. So it's, uh, Friday's episode is going to be the locker room discussion that... Um, that Jeff Carr and I are going to have tonight on Thursday night. Um, so if you missed that, you, you can still get it to, um, on the show tomorrow. And you have all weekend to catch up on your Locked On content because I know this is a late release. Um, but tons of fun uh, stuff coming your way. Adam Wainwright gets the ball on Saturday. He is facing a, uh, off against Tyler Malley for the Cincinnati Reds. Nine starts for Malley last year, 3.59 ERA. Um, 0-1, 6-3-9 year, and three starts against St. Louis. Um, one of those starts went more than three innings. Meanwhile, Wainwright looks to continue his stellar spring training for the Redbirds. Should be a fun matchup for um, for both teams. Um, and I think that it, it could be... Um, it could be a stepping stone for Wainwright also to get off to a correct start because, like I mentioned, it's all about getting off on, on the right start for a lot of these guys, even veterans like Adam Wainwright. Uh, I wouldn't imagine that the the lineup changes too much on, on Saturday, um, you know, because there, there aren't a whole lot of guys with great numbers against Malley in their career, honestly, except for Yachty and Goldschmidt when you when you look at their careers against Tyler Malley. But to probably see a similar lineup, maybe you, you, you slide O'Neal to the cleanup spot, Carlson fifth, and then DeYoung six, Yachty seven, or Yachty six, DeYoung seven because of the numbers against Malley. Um, but then on Sunday, um, which I believe the Cardinals should be going for a sweep on Sunday. It'll be Carlos Martinez versus Jeff Hoffman. Um, and, you know, if the Cardinals are able to, to win tomorrow and go into Sunday on this kind of a little bit of winning streak, Hoffman did not have a good start um, or a good final spring training start. Scheduled to pitch two innings. He only went two-thirds of an inning. Four earned runs and a 7-1 to loss to Milwaukee with one strikeout, three hits, two walks for Hoffman. So, definitely not somebody that, that Uber scares me, and I really uh, I think Martinez can improve after his, or build off his last start in St. Louis uh, during the spring training. So I think the Cardinals have a good chance for a sweep if they win tomorrow, um, but or if they win Saturday rather. Um, but I, I do think that um, they they should win the series. I think they're going to win at least one of two. But my going bold, I think the bold part is that they're going to win uh, all three games. But with that said. Um, I do want to tell you real quick before I end the show to um, head over to Locked on MLB Prospects, hosted by minor league play-by-play voice Arm Layton. It's the only daily podcast dedicated entirely to the stars of tomorrow, like Harrison Bader. Um, follow Locked on MLB Prospects on the Odyssey app wherever you get your podcast. I just said Harrison Bader. Definitely meant Dylan Carlson. My apologies there. Um, but this weekend, um, it, it is Easter weekend. Good Friday is... is Tomorrow, it's Friday or 21, you're listening on it, Holy Saturday, so I will be traveling um, to St. Louis and things like that, so I will actually not be able to watch the game Saturday or Sunday. I might be going live Sunday night to, to do a recap, not sure yet, but regardless, um, be celebrating the, the Easter holiday, the Easter triduum this weekend, so I will be MIA from the games, most likely MIA from most of the Twitter um, for, the, for the weekend, but I'll be... Um, back on Monday, and I'll still have shows for you all five days next week. Um, so happy Easter to any of those, uh, to, to everybody out there. Uh, but that is going to do it for today's show. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at LJFastball. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram, LO underscore Cardinals. Rate the show on iTunes. Follow me and listen anywhere you get your podcasting app, including the Odyssey app. 
And let me know if you guys have any comments, complaints, or concerns, especially complaints um, or, or compliments as well. So uh, with that, Cardinals start the season 1-0, and they um, look to start with a series win against Cincinnati on Saturday. Thanks for listening. Stay safe. Stay well. Have a great day.